When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, Bills Mafia. We know there's only one topic every day. All Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep. Talking Bills all year long. Because it's always game day in Buffalo. Okay. So there was so much that went right for the team today, and a lot of that should be celebrated. But once again, it looks like they are going to be without Tredavious White because of a season-ending injury. Now, this has not been confirmed yet. We know it's an Achilles injury. We know he was carted off the field. But I think in this situation, his reaction and how his teammates were talking about the injury kind of tells you the entire story. It just is gut-wrenching that they have to go through this again and that he has to go through this again from, you know, from a football standpoint, it's a massive loss, but from just like a human viewpoint, somebody who has worked so hard to try and get back to being the person that they once were as a football player. And now you have to go do this again. And you know he's been in the league a while. Like I know corners can go for a long time, but you know, he's 28. Now another, however long it is like, it, it's just, it sucks. So bad for Trey White. Yeah, no doubt about it. And um, being down on the field and seeing how emotional he was, um, you know, it was just really tough to watch. We know what he means to this organization. We know what he means to this team mm-hmm. and their chances. I mean, look, they're still going to have to play Kansas City and Philadelphia and Cincinnati and the yeah. L.A. Chargers and the Miami Dolphins again. This is a significant blow to the Buffalo Bills. You have to pick up the pieces and you have to go forward. How do they do that? Matt, it is time for Kyrie Elam to step up and play. It is time for Kyrie Elam. He doesn't have to play like a first-round pick, but he's got to play at least very serviceable, if not a lot better. Yeah, so I'm trying to think. So what do you think they do? Because right now it'll be Benford and it'll be Jackson as their one-two. They'll have Elam elevated. But then after that, what, what do you think they do? Do you go out and try and sign somebody? Do you go out and try and trade for somebody? I mean, I know you still got a couple weeks until think- the trade deadline. Listen, I think that you could you could investigate that. Right now, as I sit here, I really like what Jamarcus Ingram did during preseason yeah. training camp. I mean, what are you talking about? I mean, you're not getting a starter. Are you going to you're going to start Jackson? You're going to start Benford. You have Kyrie Lim as your number three. To me, I think your number four becomes 
Jamarcus Ingram. Now, if, you have a better, if, if they can find a better guy, that's fine. But he's, he's still, he's young, he's cheap, he's yours, he's been in your system, and I like his game. I like what he brought to the table. I think that's it. You can also move Cam Lewis. Now, he's not usually a boundary corner, but you can move mm-hmm. him. Uh, they have Serena Neal in a pinch. You can play there. But I think Jamarcus Ingram's got to be the next man up. I wouldn't be surprised if they work out veterans, of course, but who's out there? And then you're going to cost some more money. So to me, that's the play here. And then you got Benford and Jackson, and Benford's dealing with a shoulder injury after this mm-hmm. game. So we'll see where that goes. He did finish yeah, the game. He he didn't. I thought he came back onto the side. He wasn't across he, from Jackson at the end. No, he finished the game. I said right. Oh, he did oh, I, okay. He your did your audio. Sorry, you. okay. he did finish the game, but he didn't want to talk about. He didn't want to talk in the locker room after, which I respect. A lot of times, guys get banged up; they don't want to. So, you know that that's fine. But he did finish the game. We'll see what happens, how they play this out. But this is something the Bills are going to have to deal with as they go forward. Now that said. They might get Von Miller back this week. Reports are he's going to start practicing on Monday, Matt. Uh-huh. That doesn't mean he's going to play on Sunday in London against Jacksonville, but he might start. He might. He'll be able to he'll be eligible. They can bring him off pup if they want and if they feel that that's the play. Do you think that's the play they're going to make? Well, I mean, from a, I mean, it sounds, I'm not trying to brush off the Trey White stuff at all, but if you put Trey on IR and you open up a roster spot, you can put Vaughn back onto your team without conceivably losing anybody in the short term. And then you can elevate Ingram from your practice squad for a couple weeks until you figure things out. Obviously, you can make Elam active and stuff like that. So I don't know if this is the week. I think with him, even though he's probably, it, it shouldn't matter. But you know what's funny is I was thinking about this before the game. You got to be overcautious with him because I think he probably wants to get back onto the field as soon as humanly possible. I think if you would have lost this game, there might have been a little bit more urgency to get him on the field because mm-hmm. then you're like, oh my gosh, if we lose, we're two and three. You're under 500. Now you've given yourself a little bit of wiggle room. Obviously, not as far as like, okay, we want to try and go win the AFC East. We want to go try and be the one seed. But just from a strictly like playoff competition standpoint, You've given yourself a little bit more breathing room now that you're three and one as opposed to two and two. So I think if I was the one making the decision, I would give Vaughn the week to practice. I would let him stay back from London. And then next week, I would have him get ready to go for the Giants on Sunday Night Football. You know what? I think I might agree with everything except stay back from London. Bring him with you. I mean, there's no reason not to, to go on the road, be with the team, be a part of the team. He's been, you know, kind of a coach out there on the field to help the guys. I don't think you're you're having any issue with that. But I don't disagree that maybe you give him another week. This is a foreign, you know, no pun intended. So it's a foreign. Yeah, I was gonna foreign, say li- foreign, quite literally, literally it is <laughs> that's right. Literally foreign, but it was it's a it's a foreign place, it's a foreign stadium and turf, and who knows? They might say, you know what, we need him though. We're gonna put him out there. Leonard Floyd's been dealing with a foot injury, he came off again, you know, during the game today. There was no official injury, might even been something with his shoe, but it looked like he was a little bit sore there. So we'll see where that goes with him. I, I'd like to see um I want we're gonna see how they play this with Von Miller. Just some housekeeping items, by the way. Not only Von Miller, the Bills can actually they would be eligible to activate Justin Shorter and Brand uh Bale Inspector. They can both start practicing. Not that we're predicting that's gonna happen, not necessarily that they need them, but both those guys are available to start practicing if they want them to. And Matt, now the Bills go to London for their next game and a chance to go four and one against the Jacksonville Jaguars team that hasn't been great, but one in London and now gets to stay there and yeah. welcome the Bills, even though the Bills are the home team. No disrespect to Justin Shorter. I have not thought about Justin Shorter <laughs> or heard his name until you just mentioned him on the podcast. I don't know. I, I think it's an advantage for 
the um, Jags that they're already there. But at the same time, like, I don't think it's like a massive. The thing that I think about the Jags is that they're better than they've shown. And that makes them a little bit more dangerous. I saw the betting line is only two and a half. You would think that's more. I mean, when you think about it this way, the Bills were favored the same against the Dolphins as they are against the Jags. Right. You know, that's like, you know, raise the eyebrows a little bit of like, hmm, what do they know that we don't know? But yeah, I mean, I think it's an advantage for the Jags. I also think it's a game the Bills should be able to win. I know that you're going to really miss Trey White in this game. They have some very legitimate weapons on that side, but it's hard to say that the Bills won't be able to handle them after what they just did to Tyree Kill and to Jalen Watt. That's the thing. Like, I know you've got to play the Dolphins again. I know you still have to play some really elite quarterbacks, and the Eagles have a ton of weapons on their team. But, I mean, if this is what Sean McDermott can scheme up against... Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill and De- Devin Achan and Tua, like I-, I think that they could win a lot of these matchups against good weapons, good receivers, and good quarterbacks. Hey, it's Sal Capaccio from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. It's not just a podcast, it's the 25th hour of your day, your weekly source for all things Buffalo Bills. Right on time, your time. In the car, navigate the streets with NFL wisdom in your ear. We accompany every errand you need to run. Washing the windows or vacuuming the carpets? Don't just clean, conquer. Podcasts make you more productive because we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow It's Always Game Day in Buffalo in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. We will both be in London for that game. When are you headed out, pal? So I am leaving early Wednesday morning. And I touched down in London, I believe, Wednesday evening because of the time difference. And then, yeah, we've got all of our coverage for Channel 7 planned. And uh, how about you? When are you going? Well, I'll be on the team charter. We are leaving Thursday evening, flying overnight into Friday morning. The Bills then will do some media in London. And then there'll be Saturday. There'll be a little practice, a walkthrough, I believe. And then Sunday's the game. And then return here to Buffalo. But it should be fun. I know there's a lot of people going to London out there. Before we leave everybody in the podcast today, one thing back on this game that I just want to make sure we mention, DeMar Hamlin played a football game, a real football game. Oh, my game. gosh. He yeah, was on the field. And it was such a storyline that we talked about for so long, and we didn't even talk about it today. It really, And that's okay. I think DeMar just wants to play football and you know mm-hmm. go out there and do his job, and that's what he did today. Matt, I think today, just for the fact that he was on the field, he is he's going to win NFL Comeback Player of the Year just for being on the field today. Yeah, you're probably right about that. So I think it's just a really cool moment. You were in Cincinnati. I was in Cincinnati when the injury happened to see that moment and then to see where it has gotten to today. And it's also cool that, you know, this was like a gradual build. We saw, you know, the first training camp practice, the first preseason game, the live scrimmage, and now to see it build up to this point, it'll be really cool when DeMar Hamlin makes a big play for the first time and, you know, like thrusts himself back into the spotlight. I'm also happy for him that this is now over. Like he's overcome this hurdle. This is one less thing that he now has to think about, hear about. I found it to be, I understand, you know, like we're in the media. So, you know, sometimes we're guilty of these things. I've thought it has been ridiculous that every week it has been sources. Tell me DeMar Hamlet is not expected to play. Like let the guy just, he's not, it was not because of what happened. He was not playing because they have a very deep secondary. Stop putting unnecessary and added pressure and attention on somebody because of something that they went through. I felt like it was almost like people were using DeMar Hamlin to try and get clicks and to try and get, you know, 
news. I don't know. It's just, it has irritated me. I'm happy that this now has put an end to that, that next week there's not going to be five different reporters who tweet sources. Tell me DeMar Hamlin is active and he's going to make his, or sources tell me DeMar Hamlin isn't his London debut. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Oh my God, he can play his first game overseas. So yes, that was a very big storyline. The one thing that I want to ask you, this is the parting question that we can close on. I know this is a quicker podcast. Is this the best Bills team that they have had from a strictly roster standpoint? We can't be prisoners of the moment. It's only four games. They've been three and one before. They've been four and one. They've had better records than this. It's very early and a lot can happen. But do you think this team has maybe the best roster or maybe the most potential of all of the other good teams they've had? All right. So there's like, I'll answer it this way, I think, because I was going to say this about the team, and I think this fits what I was going to say. I think the answer might be yes, but I would say when healthy, yes. They don't have Tredavious White now. That's a big blow for them, right? So sure, I don't – I mean, that's a – because 2020, they had a heck of a roster, and a, I think the offense, they had more talent overall in the offense with high-end talent. Maybe here and there, the offensive line's a little better, whatever. I think you can parse it any way you want. What I think – what I want to say, though, I think this team, as good as they are offensively, you know, they may, we may wake up tomorrow morning and they could be Super Bowl favorites. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to yeah. shake out in the odds or anything. Matt, I think it's mostly because of their defense and how good it is. Like, that's what I think about this team. Like, this defense is good enough to win a championship, and we already know the offense is clearly good enough to win a championship. Yeah, I think the defense is legit. I think the defense it's so is good. It's close to – I thought about it today. I've covered the team for nine years. And I stopped. I I was going to say in a tweet that this is the most dominant defensive line that I've seen as a member of the media covering the Bills. I stopped because for those couple years, they had Kyle Williams, Mario Williams, Jerry Hughes, and Marcel Darius, and they were awesome. The problem with those defenses were they were awesome there, and then everything else behind them wasn't very good, and they didn't have an offense that was even close to the offense they have now. But I do think that this defense is comparable to the 2019 defense that they had that was really good, and the offense is obviously capable of scoring 48 points because you have Josh Allen. And I think on any given day, they can beat any team. You know, it's a weird league, right? We're watching Sunday Night Football, and you're like, how the heck did they lose to the Jets? Because they're mortal, and that happens. But I think that every game that they play, I will think that they have a very realistic chance of winning because of the defense, because of Josh Allen, because of Stefan Diggs. They are very legit. And one thing that you did say, maybe they have a little bit of a better offensive line. One of the other notes that I have here is Osiris Torrance is awesome. Yeah, he looks so good and comfortable going into his. You know, this is only his first month of the season. Like, yeah. shout out to him because he's looked great. Connor McGovern looks good. The tackles both look solid. Like, this might be the most legitimate offensive line Josh Allen has ever had. And if you give Josh Allen a legitimate offensive line, good luck. Bills in London next week. Matt is going to have all the coverage on the TV side, WKBW TV Channel 7 in Buffalo. I'll be on the radio side, WGR Sports Radio 550. And, of course, we're all over Twitter, Matt underscore Bove, at Sal Sports. We invite you to join us. Of course, watch this show whenever you can on the Sal Sports YouTube channel. And listen, download, subscribe, tell all your friends about it. It's always game day in Buffalo. All right, buddy. You have a good night. I'm gonna get it back. Gonna get back to some pizza and wings here with my Florida friends, especially the Dolphins fan is crying in his beer right now. 
Yeah, you enjoy that. I'm going to go have a microwavable brown rice and a piece of grilled chicken. So okay. I think your, I think your meal I think your meal is a little bit better than mine. For Mike Rabier, our producer, we thank you very much for joining us here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo.